The holidays are here and everyone is looking for a unique gift idea for that special someone. Hero Habit has you covered. Swing by HeroHabit.com today and start a subscription to one of our monthly trading card boxes. You pick your favorite teams and we send you 20 to 25 cards every single month. No more sorting through hundreds of packs to pick up your favorite players and being stuck with tons of cards you don't want. We do the searching and sorting for you. Plus, we include autographs, relics, and short print cards too. We have boxes for baseball, football, and basketball available for $15 a month, and shipping is always free. Plus, if you're not into sports, we have music, TV, comic book, movie, and WWE mystery boxes, which have a guaranteed hit in every box. Whether you're looking for something for someone else, or you just want to treat yourself to a fun, affordable way to collect your heroes, Hero Habit boxes are the greatest idea. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to sign up. And use coupon code PODCAST to save 15% off your first month. That's HeroHabit.com, coupon code PODCAST to save 15% on your first month of boxes. Okay, let's get the show started. Hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. I am glad that you are listening today. Happy Friday. This is episode 30. We are just chugging along. We've covered 30 different songs from two of rock's greatest bands, and we have only begun to scratch the surface. And today we are talking about um, the song I've been waiting to cover the whole time I've been doing this podcast. And maybe it's a mistake to do it so early in the run, but we're doing Sitting in My Hotel by the Kinks. Quite possibly, on any given day, this is my favorite Kinks song period. It's the one I reference to the most. And I say on any, any given day, because tomorrow, if the mood hits me, uh, you know, Sweet Lady Genevieve is my favorite. And then the next day, You Really Got Me is my favorite. But uh, most consistently, sitting in my hotel is my all-time favorite Ray Davies composition. Uh, it was released August 25th, 1972 on the Everybody's in Showbiz album. Little back up for everybody's in showbiz that album's a double album disc one is uh an all-new studio album and then disc two is a live album from carnegie hall disc two is great there's some really good live material a lot of it um is material from muswell hillbillies which is the album that preceded this but it's it's a solid live album the uh studio album as it stands if it was released by itself I think would have been just fine. It's a great album. I love this album. Um, this is the one that I consider the the final album in their golden age, uh, which for me starts with Village Green in 1968 and covers all the albums up until everybody's in showbiz. After this, uh, Preservation Act 1, Act 2, Soap Opera. There's some good stuff in there, um, but they start to get a little hit or miss. It gets a little bit too high concept. This album, much like Lola, is kind of a broad concept. He's not trying to tell a story. Just the songs are thematically linked. This uh, album, what I mean by like Lola is it's the same theme. It's kind of where Lola was more focused on the recording industry. Um, Everybody's in showbiz is focused more on the life of a touring rock band. Sitting in my hotel... Quite possibly a perfect song. 
The recording of it is stunning. There's not a single thing I would change about this song. You you can't improve on this song. And it's also one of those songs, you know, I I've, I haven't heard a lot of people cover it, but it is one of those songs that uh, you really can't mess it up. It's a beautiful melody, beautiful chord changes, beautiful arrangement. Uh, and it closes out side one on the studio album for portion of uh, everybody's in show business, which I think is great. I think it suffers a little bit on the CD because uh, it goes right into the next song, which off the top of my head, I think is motorway. Uh, but I think as an album or a side closer, you need to kind of have that moment of silence while you go and flip the LP to really like comprehend what you just heard. Because it's a powerful song. There's a lot going on. It ebbs and flows and it's masterfully arranged. And you kind of need a few beats of reflective time to really appreciate what, what Ray and the band had just given you. Um, it was a, over a year later, September 1973, it was released as the B-side uh, to the Sweet, Sweet Lady Genevieve single. Single didn't do anything. And for my money, that single, and I talked about this on the Sweet Lady episode a few weeks ago. For my money, that single, Sweet Lady Genevieve, back by sitting in my hotel, might be the best single of their career. And it features two of the most underrated kink songs, um, maybe of their whole catalog. I mean, there are a ton of underrated kink songs. There are a ton of songs in their catalog that deserved a lot more attention and acclaim than they got. But those two, on 145, you had Sweet Lady Genevieve as the A side and Sitting in My Hotel as the B side. And that is just two perfect rock and roll songs. You know, I put it up against any any other single that, that did better. Um... So I think the first thing we need to talk about, I'm not going to play guitar on this one. It's a piano driven song. And because it's piano driven, uh, they have not, there's not a single source on the internet that has the chords written the way they should be written. Um, it is uncharacteristic uh, of Ray that there are some little chordal turnarounds and stuff in there that do not just stick to the standard major and minor triads or seventh chords that we're used to hearing from Ray. And I think some of that might be the piano part. Um, John Gosling on piano is extending these chords and giving this beautiful harmonic foundation for, for this song. There's not a single place that I could find online that had the chords right, and I didn't have time to do it myself. So maybe in a future episode, we can talk uh, maybe when when we get to the Everybody's in Showbiz album podcast. Uh, I'll I've sat down and worked out these chords for you and, and updated it on the um, Kind of Kinks website. Uh, so, but I think we should start with John Gosling, who is the instrumentally the star of this track. The song opens with some soft strumming on acoustic guitar. Um, but then it is immediately, once the vocals start, driven by 
John's piano work. And it's simple. It's understated. It's mostly just block chords. Um, he's got a descending bass line in the left hand that is, like I said, this is why none of the chord progressions are correct on the internet because he's he's voicing things and extending the harmonies out in a way that um, opens up the chords for some some interpretation. And the way he fills the space or supports Ray's vocal line is just beautiful. But when the chorus kicks in and we hear that Hammond B3 just swell up from out of nowhere and it has this whole gospel feel and it's and the changes on this the chord changes are very um gospel sounding even though it's a melancholic song this chorus comes in and it's got these hopeful chord changes and gosling's hammond organ work is just perfect it's not overdone it's, you know, it's exactly what the song needs. If they would have replaced that with the orchestral arrangement, I don't think this song would have had the same impact, you know. Um, but he's he's taking that place. He's taking that role in the band as the full orchestra. Now, one thing I, I should point out, too, there's actually two organ parts on this. If you listen on headphones, you can hear on the left channel, um, very deep in the mix, you can hear an organ with less um, rotary speaker just playing long tones, kind of supporting the, you know, filling out the sound without really making that much sound. And then it doubles, um, uh, it doubles Ray's vocal at the end of the verse when it's doing, if my friends could see me now, I know they would smile. That last line before the chorus kicks in, um, he, he doubles it on that. And then the right channel is where the the organ that's playing full block chords and has the um, more prevalent rotary speaker is going. So there's piano, a, a, a straight organ, and then the rotary organ, all played by John Gosling. Dave Davies doing some tasty guitar um, fills underneath it all. And Mick Avery, again... Shines on this album, Mick Avery, uh, such an underrated drummer. I've said it once. I'll say it today. I will say it a hundred more times. If you listen to his drumming during the chorus of this song, he is giving it a full rock and roll treatment. This song is very slow. You know, the tempo is like, dun, 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 dun. It's a slow tempo. And he is taking that time that he's got and filling it. With this, just great. There's some great bass drum work on there. Uh, there's some great snare fills, and he's hitting the drums. He is not playing this like a ballad. So when that chorus kicks in, it is a full rock song, even though it's not, you know, power chords and uh, you know, all day and all the night type energy. It is a rock band doing this song, and I always like that when you have uh, a gentle pop song like this. That has that still has that rock edge, you know, and you can only do that if it is a rock band doing it. And the Kinks and the Beatles were both experts at switching from just straight ahead rock to more artistic, reflective stuff. Now, speaking of reflective, 
this song might be Ray's most reflective lyric. And, you know, the, the, the whole song's about isolation. And, and this, I, this lyric is very self-aware and very self-deprecating. Uh, you know, he, he makes fun of the way he dresses on stage. He makes fun of the types of songs he's writing. He, you know, is retro is, is, is reflective of the isolation that this fame has brought him, you know, and, and David said, you know, it doesn't matter how nice the hotel is when you're on the road, you are going back to a hotel room by yourself and it's lonely, you know, and all that fame and fortune might be nice, but it's not everything that they need. I'm just going to read the lyrics. If my friends could see me now driving around just like a film star in my chauffeur-driven jam jar, they would laugh. They would all be saying that it's not really me. They would all be asking who I'm trying to be. If my friends could see me now looking out my hotel window dressed in satin strides and two-tone daisy roots. If my friends could see me now, I know they would smile. And then we get to the chorus, which the lyrics change um, on each version of the chorus, but the arrangement and everything and this is this is a distinctly this is the chorus even though the words change sitting in my hotel hiding from the dramas of this great big world seven stories high looking at the world gone by sitting in my hotel room thinking about the countryside and sunny days in june trying to hide the gloom sitting in my hotel room obviously i think uh thinking about the countryside and sunny days in june are references to his previous songs that he's written if my friends could see me now dressing up in my bow tie, prancing around the room like some outrageous poof, they would tell me that I'm just being used. They would ask me what I'm trying to prove. They would see me in my hotel watching late shows till the morning, writing songs for old time vaudeville reviews. All my friends would ask me what it's all leading to. Now that really points to, again, like the old vaudeville reviews is a reference, obviously, to some of the songs that he's written that, you know, weren't rock and roll tunes. And at this point in his career, he hadn't even really gotten to the worst of his vaudeville stage. I mean, we talked about Holiday Romance. That is a straight up vaudeville song. He hasn't even written that one yet. Um, Sitting in my hotel, looking through the window at the people in the street, seven stories high, looking at the world gone by. If my friends could see me now, they would try to understand me. They would ask me what on earth I'm trying to prove. All my friends would ask me what it's all leading to. I think that all my friends would ask me what it's all leading to is self-effacing. He's That's what he's thinking. This is a, a man who's unsure of it himself because of the isolation. You know, what am I writing these songs for if, if every great success I have leads me to be more alone to have to work twice as hard as I did before to maintain it. You know, it's, it's, uh, the voice in this song is a conflicted voice. Uh, non-symbolically the voice in this song, Ray's voice is phenomenal. This is one of his best vocal deliveries. It's a tough song to sing. It's very high, uh, range wise. When I sing it, I take it down. It's in F. I take it all the way down to C. It's a tough song to sing. You can hear him sometimes on the higher notes try to, he, he strains. It's very top of his range and he almost strains to hit it. Um, but it's that strain that makes the vocal performance better. 
I think. And maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact had it been dropped a couple keys because he doesn't have the voice that is super soulful on his low range. So you either have to sing soulful on the low range or kind of strain for that high range. And anything in the middle, I don't think it has any impact at all. It's just a pretty melody. But this has impact because he's straining to hit these notes and it adds to this, you know, the subject matter of the song, which is this confusion and this isolation and all that and 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 despair almost and depression. And so it's it's a beautiful melody, beautifully sung. Every like I said, this this is perfect. You've got those trumpet fills that are maybe one fill away from being too much. It was just the right amount. You know, and they're very classical sounding trumpet fills, uh, which, you know, wouldn't necessarily fit with this song, but what else would you put in there? You know, it needs something, and I can't think of anything better to put in there. Uh, But had they done it just a little bit more, or added the whole horn section, I think it would have been too much. That was just, it's just exactly what the song needs. And that's my definition of a perfect song, is what can you take away or add to it that'll make it better? And if there's nothing, then you nailed it. And they nailed it on this one. Uh, It gets a lot of love. Not enough love, I don't think. Um, It should be a more well-known song. I think it's a little bit... um, slow to be a radio hit and probably, you know, was better as a B-side to Sweet Lady Genevieve, which should have been a bigger, you know, a huge hit all over the place. But I'm surprised that you don't hear this um, in movies and stuff like that because it is a moody and reflective kind of arrangement and song and lyric and all that kind of stuff. If you have never heard this song, if you are listening to this podcast because you're a diehard Beatles fan and um, you wanted to learn more about the kinks, this song is a must listen. And it's one of those songs that I cannot play loud enough. It begs to be louder. You know, between the organs and the guitars and that drum and all, all of it, it begs to be played as loud as you can handle it. And I have not ever hit that volume level um, because I think I could always, no matter how loud I get it, I always want it to be a little bit louder. But definitely go and listen to this song and isolate it. Don't listen to the whole album yet. Do it eventually. But just listen to this song by itself. And when it ends, let it sit there for a second. And just take in the silence of the room, you know, and and give it a beat because this song deserves it and it needs it. And the way it's arranged, it kind of, it kind of requires the listener to take a moment to like come down off of this, this song. So that's sitting in my hotel. Um, I could probably keep talking about it for another 20 minutes, but that's not what this podcast is not supposed to be two hours long per song. So we're going to stop there tomorrow. Saturday, we have a special extra episode. When I talk about albums, 
which I'm going to do. We're going to cover all the Kinks and Beatles albums, all the solo albums, all of it. We're going to get through all of it. But I'd like to have a guest join me who's a fan so we can just sit and chat about the album. And I'm going to drop those on Saturday because they're going to be longer episodes. And um, and so tomorrow is our first one. We are talking about Abbey Road uh, with my friend Chris, who was my co-host the first time I did Kinks and Beats. When it wasn't a daily show, it was just um, a topical thing. So we would pick a topic every week and or every two weeks or whatever the case was. And we would talk about that thing for you know the whole episode. So he is coming back, and we're going to talk about Abbey Road as an album, and then also the remix uh, that came out this year. If you would like to talk to me, give me a call, uh, 925-494-1739, and I will play those messages on the podcast. I want to hear what Kinks or Beatles music you love and which ones you hate. And uh, if you're going to send me a voicemail, send me a, a separate voicemail for each song that you want to talk about. Don't talk about five songs in one voicemail. Send them separate. You can also email me kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. You can find me on Twitter at herohabit. Um, You can find us on Facebook. And we have a Kinks group and a Beatles group on the website at Hero Habit um, that I'd love to see those get active and, and start some conversations and talk about the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So please swing by there. Um, a lot of cool features on those group pages that I think make them better than Facebook groups or, or tweeting about stuff and all that, you know, nonsense. But anyway, join me tomorrow as we talk about Abbey Road. And then Monday, we are back to our just regular episodic with um, a very obscure Beatles tune that I kind of ignored for a long time, but have gained a new appreciation for in the last couple of years. And um, I hope you will gain that appreciation with me. All right, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great weekend, guys. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by herohabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. herohabit.com. Collect your heroes.